Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I survived Las Vegas, just like I hope everybody out there in the Marbles Nation survived Las Vegas, and we are here for, can you believe it, Preston, our 77th episode. We're creeping ever so closer to episode 100. Can you slow down? Stop all this high number counting. I know, man. It's getting crazy. (laughs) Numbers are getting up there. We're doing well. We're on the Unhinged Sports Network, and you, sir, are on day two back on the fire department. How's it feel to be back? Yeah, I mean it's all right so far. It's just you're just the uh, going through the two weeks of onboarding, processing, whatever you want to call it. So it's not really interesting, I guess you could say. Yeah, nothing interesting has happened yet. But no, you're let's wait till I get the shift. You're one of how many guys coming on? There's three others. Three, so others. four all together. Four all together, yeah. and you're one of three. So besides the people in headquarters, have you gone to any of the stations yet? Yeah, we were at. Uh, we went to get our bunker gear today. At Station 5. Yep. And that was B-Shift, so mm-hmm. Yonker was there. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he noticed. I don't think he really noticed me. Oh, he will. He'll remember you. But Clark, yeah, a lot or, of people. Stephen Clark remembered you. Yeah, Fox he's, remembers he's a, me from, like, a mile away. Yeah, Stephen Clark's part of the Society of Scoundrels. Yeah, Society of Scoundrels. Yeah, everybody pretty much remembered me. Chief Whaley remembers me. Oh, yes. But every, I mean, just everybody in general that, I, that would have known me remembers me somehow. That makes sense. So. But... Do you know what shift and station you're going to yet? Or do no. You, nobody knows that? I heard C-shift is hurting. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's what I said, too, when I heard it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to have to figure out the scheduling for all that. Well, I was like, oh, The good man. thing is if you get forced, you're going to get forced on an A-shift, which is where I'm going to get forced. So everything should work out just fine yeah, if yeah, you go so to C-shift. We'll see. Hey, who knows? I mean, you know, strange things, I guess, do happen, apparently, so... Well, before we get started, I got some stories to tell you. All right. Well, let's hear it. We, Caroline and I went to Gatlinburg for our birthday week. Yes, you did. That's and right. We, well, we didn't go to Gatlinburg. We went to Pigeon Forge. We did. It. We rented a cab, and it was a very fun retreat for Caroline and I. How many days? Four days. Oh, okay. Just enough all to right. take it all in and have a good time. We went to the Titanic Museum. Ooh, how was that? That was really neat because... They had the violin there, you know the the musician who played on the vi- on the Titanic. Oh well, yeah, whatever he, instrument it I was. S- we saw the actual violin. Wait, what? Yeah, it was there, man. It was really cool. Okay. It was a real good put together museum. How did they get that? We, they found it when they found his body. As morbid as that is, here on <laughs> so he was just so, so he was just <laughs> okay. This is a, the Society of Scoundrels, yeah. but okay, <laughs> he was but just it, floating with it then. I guess. Yeah, well. He had it in his bag, and I don't oh, know. So he wasn't playing. Oh, so okay, all right. Well, hey. And then we went to this Alcatraz museum. It's like a crime and punishment museum where they had a bunch of stuff there, and everybody was infatuated with. Oh, and before I get there, 
there was a picture of Junior Johnson when he was bootlegging. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I said, oh, Caroline, look, that's Junior Johnson. I was explaining to everybody around in the earshot who Junior Johnson was and <laughs> what he did. was like, this is right up my alley. And after that, there's no more mention of NASCAR, which is probably good in the Crime and Punishment Museum. No mention of your sport whatsoever. There yeah. was a lot of O.J. Simpson stuff. Ooh, yikes. And we saw Ted Bundy's Volkswagen Beetle. The actual Volkswagen? Yeah. We were- Oh, oh my, my goodness. It, it was okay. the craziest thing. It was a great time. Wow. Caroline and I had a great time. A lot of moonshine testing. We found out quickly we weren't moonshine people. 100% we weren't moonshine. Was it too strong? Yeah, it was just, yeah. No, so we did a bunch yeah. of wine tasting. So our wine rack is full. We're good with that. But we did one more thing. It was really cool. We did go to Gatlinburg, and we got to go to Bigfoot Philly G-Steak. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, plugged yeah. them on the show a few weeks ago, and... Needless to say, it was disappointing. Oh, oh no. So I don't get say there. Like that. No, I'm going to say it like that. I'm going to call it like it is. We call it like it is here in, in the Marbles. We get there and we, you know, I say, hey, I saw you guys at Daytona. Really good jerky. I would like to give my wife some jerky. And she said, we're out of jerky. Whoa. They even had on the brochures free samples of jerky. And they were out and they of were jerky. They were out of jerky. Oh, no. They're. According to Caroline, their Philly cheesesteaks were like hamburger helper. Their tacos were good. So I don't know what to say about that, but uh, it was a very disappointing aspect of it. I'm disappointed for you. Well, I hyped it up so much to Caroline. Like, I've saw these guys at Daytona. They have the best, you know, they have really good. This is great. You know. Uh, Yes, um, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, jerky. We don't don't have any. We don't have any right now. No. It was the strangest thing. It was the strangest thing, but we had a great time. It was our birthday week. We did a hot tub. We had a pool table in the cabin. It I was... saw your little video that you made. How did you like that? Well, I didn't I didn't click on it to listen to the sound. I was just I had saw it when I was scrolling, so I just kept watching because I was originally I was only gonna watch for like a couple seconds, but then I just kept sitting there. I don't know why I watched the whole thing without sound. Oh. But I just watched it without good sound. Music to it. Was it? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go back and listen listen to it again. Well and, it was not bad. It was pretty good. And I must say I thought I thought I was really good at pool. Caroline smoked me nine games to two. Uh, well, nine have, games to two. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. How how did you get the the drone out there? Like because you and Caroline were like hugging each other. Yeah. And like that was the drone flying out there, yeah, right? That was you the can drone. you can just set it to just sit there? Yeah, I set it to the position, put down the controller, and then do our thing. And then when we're done. I pick it up. Now, can do, can you set it to where it zooms out by itself, though? Yeah, I can do that. Man, but that's... I set it to the position I wanted and said, okay, that looks good. The cabins, everything's there. And... All right, Caroline, come hug me now. Yep, come <laughs> hug me. Kiss, kiss, and then go away. And that then... was pretty – so did you you flew, you flew the drone through the house, right? We attempted to. We well, did. I saw you – did you fly through the door when she opened the door? Was that where the kitchen was? That was her. I was watching Indiana Jones. There was an Indiana Jones But how did – wait, she did that? Yeah, she opened the door and she – Flew it in and oh, I thought I thought you were driving it. No, she could fly just as well as I can, if not better than I can. Well, that no, no, that would probably explain the the nice flying there. Then, but yeah, no, but, it, yeah it, look it, at, I was about to say, man, look at Matt. He's flying this drone into the kitchen. and Everything that's great, and then you tell me it's Caroline. So, well, like, never mind. Then, I, right? I just I guess, ruined the magic. I, maybe I should say, Caroline, you did such a great job. You should. But we had a great time there, and if you get a chance to go to Pigeon Forge, it's it's a lot of fun. Everything's open. There's really no fear of COVID. You still wear masks and everything, but... I haven't been to Pigeon Forge in a long man, time. Man, it's, it's nice up there. It was so relaxing, so nice, and I tell you what, it was nice editing race day unhinged from the cabin. It was really nice. Life goals. Yeah, that's, I was about to ask you that. Life was, goals. Is that what you imagine yourself when you're... Doing the edit when, well, we, when we make it big. When, well, well, you said before when we make it big, you'll just have to say, yes. "Hey, hey, you guys gonna yes, edit that, right?" Gonna edit that. I'm yeah. gonna be up with, on the cabin with a beer in the hot tub, <laughs> overlooking the overlooking nice views. the view. It was beautiful. <laughs> but we hope everybody's doing well. Whether you're on the Unhinged Sports Network or on your regular podcast platform, we hope you enjoyed the Jerry Nadu episodes. If not, go back there and listen to those. Very good episodes. Very good and much fun. But I didn't find any news. Do you have any news? Don't don't look over here for any okay, anything be, because you're going to be disappointed in the things I tell you anyways. So, like, as I'd, far as Formula One, no, I just um, I I didn't get to watch the truck or the Xfinity race over the weekend. Well, I didn't, but I caught up today. I okay, so I had recorded them to catch up on them, and I did not even get the chance to do it at all. Like when I say my life is like 
a lot. I got a lot. Well, you <laughs> I start, didn't even have time. You're starting a new job. You're starting everything else, man. It's all, yeah. it's all good. I, I watched him for you, but we got a lot to talk about here, so we're just going to get into the truck race. Okay. Now, the truck race was a lot of fun. Very, very competitive race. I enjoyed it immensely, but what made it fun was Camping World CEO Marcus. Oh, Marcus Limonis. Limonis. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. Marcus Limonis. What he did was amazing. He offered to sponsor trucks for the race, and he sponsored a total of 10 in the field, which was 25% of the trucks in the race were sponsored by Camping World. And those drivers were 10 of them. Sheldon Creed, Jordan Anderson, Norm Brinning, Binning. Oh, Norm Binning. Norm Binning, sorry. Grant Infinger, Raphael Asar, Jesse Ruji, BJ McLeod, Dawson Can, Ty- Taylor Hill, and Parker Kligerman. That's a lot of drivers. What he did was amazing. And he, first of all, gave $15,000 for anybody who want, needed a sponsorship to wrap their truck in. So $15,000 right there. An additional $25,000 bonus for top 10s. $35,000 bonus for top fives and victory would pay $50,000. Only two drivers, Parker Kligerman and Grant Enfinger claimed $25,000 extra. That was top. That was top 10. 10. Now it was really neat to say this because back in Daytona, Marcus pledged, more than $500,000 in cash and prizes, including an electric RV and pickup to the 2021 champion. Wow. We're going to get more into this later, but I tell you what, that was such a fun race because it seemed like with the incentives, every one of these 10 drivers that were wrapped with the Camping World stuff, checkers are wreckers. A lot of them wrecked. A lot of them didn't run well, but a lot of them finished, and a lot of them, you know, I think put up a good showing. And a lot, and, and it, there were forty trucks in the field. I think it sounds like a really good idea. So it was, it was so much fun to watch, and it brought me back to the days past when incentives were given out. But we'll get more into that later. But we had two Marbleheads drivers that were on the show in the field. Connor Daly. That's right. Actually, he did race. actually had a really bad accident. He's okay. It was just a rookie mistake. He's not used to the air on the truck, and he racked into the wall and finished 40th and Jesse Ruji finished 31st in that race but man it was but the big story out of that truck race was Kyle Busch's spin with 46 laps to go and everybody said spin gate right off the bat spin gate now I did I think I did see a video of it he had a left rear tire down yeah he goes on the apron and then he either accelerated or something trying to stay up to speed and trying to get to pit road as quickly as he couldn't spun out that's what i saw mm-hmm. i didn't see kyle Busch trying to manipulate the race but everybody on that and i get it you know my opinions on this as sure as everybody who's listened to any marbles since day one every episode from one to 76 and now 77 has and i've told him i don't agree with cup drivers coming down to lower levels whether it be xfinity or truck had their stats in those series. I don't like it. Right. But he spun. He, he made a great save from one once the tire went down coming out of turn four. And he, he didn't hit the wall. He didn't wreck. He didn't do anything wrong. He's just one of those things where he spun out, brought out the costume with 46 laps to go. Now, with maybe five laps to go, I can understand. And maybe one of his trucks, like Christian Eckes being up there battling winner John Hunter Nemechek, for the win. So I can understand if this was with five laps to go and say another driver was ahead of John Hunter Nemechek, let's say a Sheldon Creed, and they needed an opportunity to reset the field in order for John Hunter Nemechek or another KBM driver to secure a win. But that wasn't the case. John Hunter Nemechek was on a rail all race, winning stage one and the race. The only other driver to win a stage was Kyle Busch and that's Nolan Void he's not raising for points in the truck series but what do you but what do you think about that because to me it's not a spin gate it was a tire going down and he just kept it off the wall great driving and didn't cause any more damage than he than he had right there well let me ask you this I didn't get to catch the race so I didn't know was Kyle Busch doing any 
was he doing well on Friday night? Was he? Yeah, he was up there. Was he up there? So okay, so when the tire went down, was he? He, I mean, of course, he's probably still in the lead lap, correct? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, all I can think of is like this. If he really did, because I know that they did interview him and he didn't have anything to say about it. All I can think of is maybe he was, maybe he did do it on purpose because he wanted to stay on the lead lap. Maybe he could win the race. Because you know how Cowboys is. He likes to win races, especially yeah. in the truck series. And that, you know, what, that's cool. I mean, whatever. Fine. You do you, dude. Whatever. But. But at the same time, I mean, maybe it was just purely an accident. I don't really know. I mean, he's on the apron in turn four. and I mean, the truck does kind of go around pretty fast. I'm not really sure how. But, I mean, I don't he know. He had a tire I don't, I don't down, know. too. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I don't know what it's like to drive with a tire down at that speed, and I'm not a race car driver. I'm just a guy who sits here and talks on a microphone and races on the Xbox. But, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. I didn't really see a whole lot of controversy with it, but like I said, I didn't get to watch the race, so I mean, maybe I might have missed something in there. But and and the way they talked it up, I mean, I will tell you this: the way they talked it up to the point where Spingate, 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 and I didn't know who won the race at that point. I just saw Kyle Busch Spingate 2.0, so I'm thinking he did it with five laps to go. And then I watched the race, and it was 46 laps to go, coming to 45 to go. Right when they took the caution, 45 to go. There was no controversy there. People were creating a mountain out of an anthill, it's and just, it shouldn't be. It yeah, shouldn't be like yeah. that. It's I don't know. You know, I don't know how many races he's racing this year in the truck series, but I don't know how many times he's ever gotten any any kind of issues in the truck series. But it's not his first time where we've seen Cowboys get in any kind of situation and in the truck be, series. And it won't be the last. Probably time, not. But at the same time, there's no reason for people to call Spingate. Because Kyle Busch did it. And yeah, and I don't like, like I mean, I'm, I beat the dead horse on this all episode. I don't like drivers from the Cup Series coming down to the Truck Series. I don't care who you are to do that. I mean, look, if you've, if there are fans out there that have watched this sport long enough, they would know that when you have a tire down and you're trying to ride back to Pit Road as quickly as you can without tearing it up. Because, because the caution hadn't come out yet yeah. until Kyle Busch spun out. Yeah, if the tire... I mean, you're, you're trying... Yeah, the caution's not coming out. You're trying to get back to pit road as fast as you can without hope... With the hope of the tire not coming apart and sh- just shredding the pan, the quarter panel and everything. Mm-hmm. Fans out there should know. They should have seen it before. I've seen it before. Drivers have a very hard time on the apron. Yeah. If you're trying to stay at a certain speed to get to pit road, if the caution's... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not coming out, you know that you got to get to Pedro as fast as you can. And we've seen cars going back and forth all the time, and guys having trouble with it. Even if it's just on a flat surface. So you know what? I I don't really have a whole lot to add to it. I don't really see too much of an issue with it. But like I said, if I might have missed something, somebody let me know. Maybe somebody out there will, you know, hit me up and say, hey, look, this is what I saw before this even happened. And that's why I think there's a reason why he spun out. But other than that, yeah, but with based off the video. Laps ago, yeah. Even if he would have spun out, he would, there were several cautions at the end of the race. Yeah, I mean, several, based off, yeah. several big accidents that caused a caution to come out. Well within that 45 laps to go to the checkered flag. Plenty of accidents. So to throw the dice and say this is my only chance to redeem myself is false. There's no reason whatsoever. I don't think he manipulated the outcome of the race. I don't think he did anything wrong. I think he, like you said, down there on the apron, there's a lot of dust and dirt and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very easy just to blip the throttle Mm -hmm. and go around. It's very easy to lose traction down there. Based off the video I saw, I don't see a problem with it. No, but you I know, don't like, like I'm also going to say here too. Well, I think what it was too was the announcers, Michael Waltrip and Austin Dillon in the booth. 
saying, wow, that car went around fast. And they were kind of questioning. Oh, then that might have set might, people off. That might have lit the fuse in order to do that. Well, you know what? Also is when he got interviewed after the race, and when you don't kind of answer to it, and you just kind of stay quiet about it, then people start to question also. Well, okay, well, let's go back to Kansas last year, you know, who's complete jerk, or <laughs> jerk to reporters, I should say. He was a complete jerk to reporters, and he said, nope, nope, just answering in one-word sentences, and he's here because he won't get fined. Come on. Kyle Busch is like that. He doesn't want to explain to it. He, first of all, is driver one. He might want to go to victory lane. Don't bother me. Two, I'm here just for getting my feet wet for the cup race, which he ran really well in the cup race, a track that he wasn't normally traditionally good at. And so maybe just leave the guy alone. Just because you, just because he's Kyle Busch doesn't mean, or Kyle F and Busch doesn't mean he has to. Well, you know how TV goes. You kind of have to get those stories as well. So they probably thought that, hey, you know, no, they heard let's my, run with it. The producers heard Michael Waltrip and yeah, Austin exactly. Dillon say something saying. about it. And That's they said, what I'm oh, saying. Let's dig deeper. Hey, let's send somebody to interview him after the race. That's so, so stupid. They're, they're making the way a, TV goes. They're making a mountain out of an anthill, man. Well, there's a lot of mountains. I can tell you that. Well, here's how I rated the race before we get too deep into that rabbit hole memorability eight it was a very memorable race a lot of accidents a lot of people going for it i think marcus putting in that sponsorship money and incentives really helped the intensity of the race intensity in fact was a nine for me unpredictability seven yeah kbm was up there all night john hunter nemechek and kyle bush of course i'm glad to see not kyle bush win but a kbm truck I think they're starting to come back. Thord was dominating for the first few races, and now it's good to see another competitor be thrown in there. I think that makes for better racing throughout the course of the season. Excitement, eight. Again, a lot of accidents. Competitiveness, nine. And like I said, intensity, nine. Overall rating for the truck race, 8.2. Wow, that's a pretty good rating. It's very good. And I wanted to talk about that spin gate, get your thoughts. I know you've probably seen it on social media, as all of our fans have. Oh, yeah. By the time this came out. But, man... That is, uh, you know, man, I, I, you know, just excited about the truck race. I'm thinking NASCAR is talking about the best season ever for the Cup, overlooking the truck a little. I think the truck's where it's at. Xfinity Series. This was a little different. It's fun to race to watch. Calling racing, getting another one with AJ Allmendinger winning the race. Good for him. And they're the team to beat in the Xfinity Series. I really wanted to see Hemrick win, though. He won stage two. I thought he might have had a chance to win, but A.J. Allmendinger, man. The dinger. He is the force to be reckoned with there in the Xfinity Series. And you can say everything you want, but I, what, they're going to go up to Cup in 2022, right? Calling Racing is? I'm not sure, to be honest I with I want to say they are, or maybe a limited schedule Cup, but one day Calling Racing is going to build a Cup team. They're going to keep their Xfinity team. The Xfinity program is running well, but they're going to build a cup team, and they're going to be competitive, and I think ultimately rival the Joe Gibbs Racing and Hendrick Motorsports. Wow. That's a pretty bold oh, prediction, Cotton. Let me, let me tell you this. You're a fan of front row motorsports. I will gladly wear a Colin Racing hat. All right. I, re- I, like I really that. like that team. Great beginnings. Start like like a great turnaround and great story in racing i'd like to get the owner on one day talk about his journey because he went from kind of a joke team to it seems like overnight being winning races and winning races and having caliber drivers in there justin haley aj allmendinger to win races uh ross chastain was calling racing driver now he's in the cup yep so i thought it was a overall decent race it wasn't as exciting for me as the as the truck series, but exciting nonetheless. With a little bit of higher overall rating for me, but because it was fun, it was fun watching Daniel Hamrick and there when the closing laps, Adrian Allmendinger passed him. So memorability seven. I've seen Allmendinger win. I wanted to see Hamrick win. If Hamrick would have seen win, it would have been a nine and ten for memorability. Intensity eight. There was a lot of slipping and sliding. I thought drivers like Austin Cindric would have been doing better than they did, but they didn't. Excitement eight. It was an exciting race. It seemed like just like the Cup Series. There were a few cars were under a blanket at a the time. There was a lot of racing, as you like to say, mid through the pack. Mm-hmm. A lot of close racing. A lot of drivers staying off each other. It was really impressive to watch. Competitiveness nine. Unpredictability nine. 
with an overall of an 8.4. So just a couple sticks better than the truck race, but overall not too crazy. But then we get to Sunday. And Sunday. Sunday was so much fun to watch, Preston. I got home from Tennessee, and we unpacked, and I took care of stuff, and I started watching the race. And from the moment the green flag dropped, it was intense. It was fast. It was exciting. So much fun to watch, Preston. I don't know about you. Oh, no, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I had a great time watching it. I'm going to get your initial thoughts on the race because you watched the race. You said this was the only race you watched all weekend or got a chance to watch. Yeah. What were your takeaways for the race, and how do you like it? I thought it was an overall great race. I'll have to um, – I got to get to – I got to add all my stuff up again because I lost it, but I got everything that I – for all of our categories but aside from that great race in general i thought you know what was the competition caution i think was lap 25 correct i think the first one yeah so which which blows me away and i gotta stop you here because okay, we're gonna, yeah, we're no. gonna talk about the competition go caution. ahead go ahead i'd love to hear what you had to say in years past before covid in a time that we've all grown to love and remember and cherish and wish the time was back and I tell you one thing, COVID took a lot of stuff and put it in Pandora's box and we don't want to open it back up, such as teams spending money on practice. Why? I don't know. If I was a team, if I was a team owner in NASCAR, I don't care if it's Truck Xfinity Cup and ARCA, I want practice. I want my cars to be the best they can be while going on on the track on Sunday. Competition cautions in the past were traditionally kept for if it rained the night before, Yep. Or it rained before the start of the green flag, the drop of the green flag for the initial start the day of because of a green racetrack. Hey, we need a competition caution. Make sure the tires are running well and make sure the track's well, what have you. Insert excuse here. Usually it's weather related. <laughs> yeah. Now it's lack of practice. Now there is no practice. The competition caution is thrown because we want to make sure the tires are good competition caution is basically for, a joke at this point for one for me competition caution this race at las vegas served two things one it took away the flow of the action on the track it wasn't it was it stopped in my mind the action right there on the track there was some good racing going on cars weren't handling well oh well guess what would have fixed that practice and it just threw off everything for me because I'm watching a good opening segment of the race and stages are a whole nother can of worms. We will get into that. But the, the competition caution, I, I feel when any level without rain being a factor is bogus. Again, a one hour practice session would have negated all of that. Yeah, you know, that competition caution, Mabel's and I even talked about it. And I honestly think that it really is, it's just, he even said it. It was point. It's pointless. It really is. And all that served was as just a twenty-five lap sprint and make it exciting. And then guess what? We're gonna bunch it all up because everybody's gonna go put a new set of tires on because everybody had like ten sets of tires anyways. Right. So, so you know. But at the same time, from lap one to twenty-five, it was very exciting to start. But you know what? The, the, the only reason it was exciting to start because everybody knew that we were going to get caution on lap 25 and they could run as hard as they could. We're going to come in and get tires anyways. Yeah. If was, you don't have that competition caution, yeah, there's probably still some exciting racing, but guys aren't like going as hard either because that's what racing is about. It's not a, We're not sprinting to the 25 laps and then we're going to go put new tires on again. That's kind of a waste. I think it was bogus. I think the competition caution should be used for rain. It should be for, used for a green racetrack. Yeah, it should be used at, for its that, actual purpose. Yeah, but at that point, there were two... The truck and Xfinity cars already ran on there. Yeah. There was no point whatsoever to throw a competition caution, in my opinion. Bring back practice... We get unnecessary. NASCAR could, I mean, just like you said, just one hour is fine. That's all we need. Unnecessary cautions or or, or stick in the mud. Yeah, me. that's all we need is one hour. Sorry that Formula One across the pond is doing all three practice Ooh. sessions and you know qualifying and all the everything else. And NASCAR is over here like, yeah, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to run the race and then we're going to throw in a competition caution, even though we've had two races the day before. Yeah, and no rain. No rain. I can understand that the night before the cup race, the, they rained some reason in Las Vegas in the desert. Yeah. But it is the time of the year for it, I believe. 
I just and washed I, out the rubber, and there was a green racetrack. Yeah, throw out the competition caution. I just don't. But there was no point throwing out a competition caution if there was, if it was a self-inflicted wound, like determining that oh, lack of practices make a better quality product. Like, I okay, so I get it that NASCAR has their protocols with the way COVID is handling and how they want to do things, but I mean, there's got to be a way you can fit in some kind of practice. I kind of find it a little annoying at this point that they whatever series you're in your hauler gets brought in the night before the morning of if the race is later yeah. on in the day i mean come on i don't know man. what are we doing here I, what think, are we doing? I, I think we're past this point where we need to quit doing this stuff yeah the covid's out there it's a real thing and i yeah, get it but, but i when i was in gatlinburg around all those people not once was i thinking covid yeah i was thinking man this is great fun yeah it's policies and stuff for the state of tennessee wear a mask inside i wore a mask inside just like caroline did but that, that stop us from going out there. There's thousands I think, of people in I Gatlinburg. I think NASCAR does actually test. I mean, I know we're getting off topic real quick, but I think NASCAR does test those that come to the track, right? As far as personnel that yeah, work on the well, team. Whoever's, yeah, whoever's allowed in the track, I'm pretty sure they test people, right? I'm, I'm sure they do, too, but they don't test fans. You know, I'm, most Yeah, but fans aren't there for practice. They just show up to the day of the race. Yeah, you can show, have a practice the night yeah, before. Yeah, show up for practice. Don't allow maybe, any fans But you in. know what? Maybe I'm overthinking it because NASCAR probably doesn't have the money like Formula One does across the way. And that's fine. That's okay. Why do you not have money to just say, hey, track's open if you want to practice? Because Formula One is testing everybody that comes every weekend. All the teams that show up, they get tested. If you test, well, if you pop positive, see you later. But, I, I mean, yeah, well, there's got to be a way to run uh, some kind oh, of practice. Oh, let's just say hopefully practice comes back. If not this year, next year. But anyways, but anyways, Las Vegas was a great race. It was. A lot of great battles, a lot of close racing. I like the package for the track. It was. Yep. I don't. I, don't, I had I, my I, doubts for the first 25 laps. I was like, oh, man, this is the most exciting race we're going to see right here in the first 25 laps no. because we know we're coming yeah. to pit road after. Boy, was I wrong. Great racing all the way around. Everybody was doing all kinds of different strategies. And it was like. I mean, I'll get into it when I rate the race, but the unpredictability was, like, out the window. Yeah. I mean, you just didn't know what was going to happen, who was going to win. Oh, yeah, it was But, I mean, I have to say, we've had four different winners this season. Yes, Hendrick Motorsports has repeat in the last two weeks. We've had four different drivers, different winners. That's that's what I count. I don't count teams. Yeah. But, anyways, still, like you said, NASCAR's – promoting it as this is the best season ever right and so far it's been a pretty darn good season if you ask me they've definitely been very more so for me the truck race the truck race wins it again for me but man kyle larson how about kyle larson after one year of being high during his hiatus for using a racial slur kyle larson comes back and says i'm gonna show you guys i'm meant to be here he's got talent without a sponsor hendrick motorsports Sponsored that car. Mr. Yep. Hendricks yep. sponsored that car. Yep. Sure Kyle did. Larson won. And pop quiz, pop quiz. Oh, boy. It was the first time since when that the five car has been to victory lane. Who, oh. who, what race, what track? Oh. Man. So I'm going to go to wide shot here for YouTube and say first time, this is the first time the five mm. car, the historic the five, five car, car. drawn by Ricky Rudd, Terry Labonte, Jeffrey Bodine, and a few others. Kyle Bush and now Kyle Larson. But there was a driver in there I failed to mention. So Mark Martin. No, we had a good one, but no. Um, who was the last one to Oh, I thought Mark Martin was the one you didn't mention, unless I just blanked oh, out. Oh, I thought that was the guest. No, 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 that wasn't ahead. the guest. That wasn't the guest. Oh. I want to say it was Kyle, Kyle Bush won. No. No? He didn't never won in the five car. Okay, I'll once? give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Two thousand seventeen. 2017. 2017. The last time this car went to Victory Lane. Who was driving that car in 2017? It was the 2017 Brickyard 400, and it was Casey Kane. Holy cow! I totally for- Casey, I don't. Yep. I thought that. Wow! I don't remember him being that recent in that car. Yeah, yeah. Unless I'm just drawing an absolute. It's been a few years since he's been in sport, but 2017 Casey Kane. Holy in cow. Two, in the Brickyard 400, that was the last time the five car went to Victory Lane. Not anymore. This past Sunday, Kyle Larson took it to Victory Lane. I remember Casey Kane driving it, but, man, I don't remember it being that recent. It was that long ago. But I tell wow. you what, the, like you said, the starts and restarts were good. Once they started getting wear retires, it's 
the cream rose to the top. The cars who were handling well stayed up top. The cars who didn't faded back. I like the different lines that everybody was running yeah, too. Drivers like Matt Benedetto had bad luck on pit road. There weren't, I dare say, if I I don't recall many crashes to consider. There was just no. the stage breaks. And Which that was, oh and that was yeah, about it, yeah. But, there's some else I want to get into about yeah. stage breaks too. After we uh, rate the race. All right, we'll get into that after we rate the race. But so we'll go ahead and rate the race. Memorability for me was a ten, and I'll oh, tell you why. Okay. Kyle Larson shut everybody up during this during that Las Vegas win. Kyle Larson came in, had a few races to the get to know the car again, gets out there and whoops it on, whooped it on in a dominating fashion at Las Vegas, being chased by Brad Keselowski, who wanted that win and who I picked to win that race, and he came up one position short. Kyle Larson came back in the NASCAR and shut all the haters up. He deserves to be there, and it showed right there in Hendrick. Rick Hendrick gambled on him, and the gamble paid off at Las Vegas, of all places. Very great to see. So memorability for me was a 10. How would you rate memorability? Yes, it was a memorable race for me, but I only gave it an 8. Yeah, well, okay. I, I mean, yeah, like I said, memorable race for sure, but not that memorable, I guess you could say. But Kyle Larson did a great job, and he's, oh, he, got, he whooped he's it got on. talent. It was great. Yeah, it, it was, was awesome. Great. I'd love watching Kyle Larson race. I want to see him win one day. It's on my list. Intensity for me was an eight. For me, the intensity of the race really was there at the starts, restarts, and then as the ran, run ran on with the tire wear and the fuel – yeah, it kind of stretched everything out, but still, the cars were, I think, really packed up. You had your top runners, and then you had your guys not really hitting the marks, but really racing well, and then you had your backfillers like your BJ McLeods and stuff, your typical backfillers. But intensity for me was an eight. Overall, it was so good. It was so much fun watching them. I mean, they were three wide for the lead there, I think, was Joey Logano, Brackislowski, and I forget who the other driver was for three, four laps. Three wide. All the way around that track. Amazing to watch. Amazing to watch. Intensity for me was an 8. I had 9. I give it a 9. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Very intense for sure. That's what I thought. I mean, like you said, close racing, especially on the restarts when we had a restart. (laughs) When we had a restart. I mean, you got to admit, that's pretty, that's a pretty darn close racing for a track like that on a restart. It was. And you got like 3 and 4 wide at Las Vegas. Imagine if with the lower downforce packers, I think they... Boy, <laughs> you have low horsepower, low downforce, or high ha- horsepower, high downforce. Don't have mixing matchy stuff. I don't know. Excitement for me, that was intensity. Excitement for me was an eight as well. Still, okay. it was exciting during the restarts and during the initial start. And in fact, through the whole race, pit stops were big. We saw Matt Benedetto didn't do so well on pit road. We were running, having a great race, and had some left front issues. I think he was out there on the old left front, and all three two not, tires were new. But it was weird watching, unfortunately. But Matt did Benedetto with that, having a great run. In fact, all the Penske cars were having a great run, and then that happened, and oh well. But overall, excitement for me was an eight. How about I gave you? excitement an eight as well. All right. Exciting. It was exciting. At times. Competitiveness, I gave it an eight. You know, just it was a great race. It was just competitive. And I really don't can't elaborate more into that it was competitive all the way around from start from the drop of the green flag to the checkered flag it was just competitive a lot of fun to watch what do you rate competitive as nine I gave it a nine. Oh, yep i sure did this was a this was a good race this, in was, my book. this was a really good race i was yeah. i was kind of eh. am i thinking the numbers will reflect next week's race no phoenix has always been a kind of a busty track for me but we'll see i'm hoping it won't be unpredictability i gave it a seven those up front expected to run well up front, ran well up front. So it really wasn't a surprise to me to see Kyle Larson win it. I gave it a nine, but only because you it was kind of unpredictable as who do you think would win? Because right. Pinsky was up there, but then Hendrick was up there, but then you were having all these different lead changes between guys. Yeah. I mean you had William Byron that was up there for a little bit, Kyle Larson was up there for a little bit, you had Joey Logano and Brad Kaslowski up there for a little bit. JGR was trying to get up there. I mean it was it was all around good. All these lead changes were happening. You didn't know who. It, what I was expecting was heading into that race was, oh, we're gonna see like one or two guys that are gonna be out there. Yeah, we might get some lead changes, but I think Kevin Harvick, for example. Whoa, what's going on with him? That's for sure. <laughs> all I gotta say is, where did Harvick go? Because once that race started, I don't. I mean, I don't remember even seeing much of him 
after that, he kind of just started fading a little bit back. I feel sorry for him right now. No. Was, I got to say, though, I give it – that's what I give it, nine. Yeah, overall for me, 8.2. So I'm curious to hear yours. 8.6 Eight. is what it was. Overall, what a great race, yeah, man. Absolutely. And I wish you could go back and watch the truck and Xfinity race because they were both good races, especially the truck race. That wins it for me for the week, and 8.2 was the lowest, but not by much. Still within that margin of error for me. <laughs> I think the truck race was the race of the weekend for me. And I can't wait till Phoenix. As much as I don't like Phoenix, eh, I'm not really wild about it, but it's going to be Phoenix nonetheless. But that was our. And what do you want to say about the uh, stage cautions real oh. quick before we get into our. Yeah, other so what really is starting to bother me these days is why are we. Com- why is NASCAR telling us what the stage lengths are going to be if we're not going to run the actual stage lengths? I heard, I heard this. I know what you're going at. I know, yes. where, I know where you're getting at with yeah. this because I heard Scott Miller this morning on Series XM Radio talk about this. What you're talking about is why they throw this green checkered flag yeah, and then they keep counting the laps. Yeah, exactly. They do that for scoring purposes. And I and I, at first I was kind of with you. It's like, why are they counting the laps? And But now it's just like they're throwing it like a regular caution. Like the stage is over. Once the 10th driver crosses the line, stage is over. Yeah, well, Constant they don't flies. need to. Okay, so here, here's what. Here's my. No, okay. here's why they do it. Here's why they do it. Okay. It's because when cars are lapped down or getting wave rounds and stuff, they still have that clicker clicking. If they shut off scoring, they don't know who's in the lead. Or they, there's a lot. There could be tons of scoring headaches. And the stages aren't that long, depending on the track. Maybe three to two to three laps. Nope. Four laps. Maybe five, actually. Okay, okay, we'll say five. We'll say five, and on tracks like Bristol, maybe eight. Yeah, but see, I mean, what's eight laps? And I get, I get where you're coming from, buddy. I know where you're coming from. And for me, I don't like stage racing either. Stage racing takes away the stuff because I watched '92 Hooters 500 when Alan Karuki won it, and there was no stage races. There was who led the most laps, and and Alan quickly led the most laps by one over Bill Elliott winning the championship. Yeah, I get it. I want to see that day back, but until NASCAR decides that. This is the way it is, and they do it for scoring reasons and to okay. keep the race, the flow of the race going. If it's for scoring reasons, then I understand. But if if I'm going to put scoring reasons out the window, I feel like it's a waste of time that NASCAR tells us, hey, we're going to go 80, 80, and 107. When we're going to go 80 here, and then when we restart, we got like 72 to go. And it's like, okay, whatever. So then after the next stage break, we're going to have, have, what, about 103 to go. But it's not just that. I'm tired of NASCAR counting these stage breaks as a caution. Stop right. doing that. That's not a caution. That's the end of the stage. Why don't you put it in an asterisk in there? They, end of the stage, they, not a caution. They do throw the caution, though. At the, When the 10th driver crosses the line, you'll see the, the flag man. You'll see the flag man wave to green the checkered flag. And then when the 10th right place driver crosses the line... Caution. I don't out. think it should be ruled as a caution. It's just be but, a stage break, and that's it. I, well, then I don't know how you're going to keep score. Okay, so so what? Well, you, we can still keep what, scoring. So but what's say, your solution? Is it to say, hey, if you finish in the top green checkered flag there, and then the them keep racing, or just say, hey, we're coming up to the final lap of the stage, and instead of throwing the caution in the green checkered flag, just say, okay, the top ten drivers uh, on that lap get these points. I don't know. I just, what's your solution? I've just always known that a caution is an on-track incident, whether it's a car blowing up, whether we got rain, whether we got debris. Not oh, the stage is over. It's a caution. No, that's not yeah. a car. Ca- yeah. That's not a true caution. That's what irks me. Sorry, NASCAR. Sorry, not sorry. At the same time, that's just as a fan perspective. I just stage racing is really starting to really get on my nerves now. I've never yeah. really been too much a fan of it, but now it really is because. Like I brought it up to you, and I understand the scoring thing, but like it just really irks me watching on TV thinking, yeah, someone could tell me, oh, it's just seven laps, but like there's seven laps of we could have racing or something. You no, know, you're it's right. just, I don't know. Maybe I, it's I, just I me as a fan that is used to growing up when I'm used to, I understand that races we can still somehow have a fuel mileage race, but I'm used to growing up and seeing all these races where we try and figure out fuel mileage. And we don't know if we're ever going to get a caution or not. I, I do like fuel mileage races. I'm with you there. But. So, you know, I don't know. That's just me. But, hey, whatever. You know, I heard you have a Heyman or something, and then you want to get into it. Right? Yeah, but before that, we got a few ad reads from the Unhinged Sports Network and hear ourselves. This is In the Marvels, and we'll be right back after this. All right, Matt, before we move any further, guess what month it is? It is the month of March. Month of March, and that means we got a new discount for our Teespring store. What's our discount code, Preston? 
Discount code this time around will be Formula One. The word formula and then the number one, of course. All one word. That makes sense because NASCAR was last started off last month. Formula One starts up this month. At the end of the month, we'll get the Formula One season underway. So if you head over to inthemarbles.net, go into the merch tab, head over to the Teespring link. You know, well, we could probably forget about hoodies at this point. Uh, I, would it's say, I would say it's starting to warm up now. Yeah, hoodies, so forego those till the fall. T-shirts, you know, hat, uh, hats, right? Yeah, well, in the works. In the works. Okay, so T-shirts, mugs. There's other things over there. I'm sure there's a whole list of stuff. I don't want oh, to yeah. name it all because why would I name it all? Nobody's going to go over there and look in. Yeah, then just head over to inthemarbles.net under the merch tab and check it out. Yeah, inthemarbles.net under the merch tab, Teesprings. Don't forget at Formula One for 20% off this time. That's around. right, 20%, 20% off this off, month. So that's a pretty good till deal. Till the this end time of March. Till the 31st end of March. March. So Formula One, 20% off till the end of March. Go check it out, inthemarbles.net. Scroll over the merch tab. You'll find the Teespring link. Hey, man. Hey, man. Back here on In the Marbles, and yes, it is Hey, man. And I, and for those of you who don't know, Hey, man is a segment we, Preston and I both came up with after we saw some comments on social media. It's like, hey, man. Yeah, if you want to find it's some really interesting funny. comments to any kind of story, go you just to, go to social media. Social media, whether can, it's yeah. Formula One, NASCAR and NBC, NASCAR and Fox, everybody has a voice on social media. And this month, the month of March is Women's History Month. Yeah. There have been several women in NASCAR's history. And NASCAR mobile app was nice enough to put up pictures and profiles and tell us a little about these women in NASCAR history. Like Sarah Christina. NASCAR's first female driver. She competed in NASCAR's first in her first ever race on Ju- June 19th, 1949 at Charlotte Motor Speedway, driving the number 41 Ford and placed 14th. She made seven other starts with a career highlight best finish of 5th in 1949 at Hildenburg Raceway in Pittsburgh. And there's a picture of her, and I'll make sure to post it up on YouTube when I finally get around to editing these episodes. There's a, It's a great picture of her, yeah. right? uh-huh. And then you have Ethel Mobley. Yeah, I would say who Mobley. also raced in NASCAR in the in the forties, late forties, early fifties. I mean, that's a great picture of her, right? Yeah. And then you get to Janet Guthrie, the first woman to ever win the Daytona five hundred and Indianapolis five hundred. And this is NASCAR's picture of her. Well, she's like cut off. She's cut off. All you see is from the bridge of the nose down and she's smiling. And if you see it on you, it's so funny. It is so funny. When I was going through this thinking, wow, we should highlight some women in history in NASCAR. And I was looking at this and it's like, hey, NASCAR, if you're going to post something like this, don't cut it off. You go to the next one, Shauna Robinson. You remember Shauna Robinson? I do, the 49. There's her from the neck down. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on here? What? Is that how it is the next one? That, next one is Aaron Crocker Evanham. Oh, and there's her yeah, from Aaron chest. Crocker. She's... That's her from the chest down. You don't Ooh. see their face, and I don't know who posted this. And I oh. learned it, and I learned this the hard way. Hang on, where's is this on NASCAR the mobile app? This is on the mobile app, and if and and I'm sure I'm this I'm on my iPad, so it's, it's it might be different on the phone, but at the same time, and it might be different online. I want to find. Oh, man, oh, oh where's and, it at? and this one's the best one. And this one, I might have to like search it or something. Oh, that's Janet Guthrie through years. Her name is Lightning Epton. She's been a member of Daytona International Speedway's ticket office since 1958. In fact, she even sold tickets part-time at NASCAR events at the Daytona Beach Course in the mid-40s. And this is her. What? How do they... I it's, wonder It's if, her sitting down, and it's a chopped-off photo. Fo- it was a chopped-off head photo. I can't really explain it, folks. I just watched a YouTube video because, holy cow, man. You know what? Hey, man. Before you go posting stuff on NASCAR, make sure they all come off well. Well, I know this is this is just an article about Janet Guthrie. I can't find this thing that you're on about the oh, woman through the years. Cindy Elliott, Chase Elliott's mother. But and you there's, know, there's Cindy but, Elliott. But what's funny is I don't know why I'm trying to look when obviously the first couple of pictures on there that you went through are all fine, and then from like the but, fifth yeah, on look, is like all C- cut off. Cindy Elliott, and there's little Chase. But, but I don't see Cindy's on, face. But I, I just see Cindy from the neck channel holding Chase by the shoulders, little Chase. Why I'm. NASCAR, come on now. Who who's doing this? Joni Bridinger, 
Arca's and NASCAR's first Arab American driver, female. Yeah, and, and there she is. I maybe I don't know. You know, maybe it is the app. I it it it, it might be the app. But man, I tell you what. Hey man! After creating our own website in the marbles.net, I I could tell you firsthand that you have to check this stuff before you send it off NASCAR, and that was just a quick, simple hey man. Really, nothing to. Yeah, be- I mean, I'm trying to look for it on my phone, but I mean, for those at home, if they want to see if they can, if it's different on it- your computer or something. But Matt's looking at it through his, I don't know, is that like a tablet my or something? iPad? Your iPad, like I want, I thought that maybe it would be different somewhere else but literally the first i think four pictures of the four the first four women are all fine and then after that they're all like you can't see any faces from the neck down of shauna robinson uh, chase elliott's mom you didn't even see chase elliott's mom's picture i I don't know if it was different on the desktop but on the tablet yeah i can't even find it on the phone on the mobile man it was so funny and yeah i get it and that is pretty funny though that's my goodness man whoever's that whoever did that they Hopefully it. they noticed that. No, they didn't because they posted it. How long? How old is that? I don't know, but I saw it and I was like, "Oh, cool!" You know what? Because it had to have been like within like the last week because we're ten days, almost ten days into March now. And well, I tell you what, they messed up on that. But Ugh. before we get going here into our final thoughts, I got something we haven't done in a while on top of a hey man, and that's a debate. All right, the debate here. Marcus Limonis, we talked about it at the top of the show, given a lot of money and incentives to the camping world drivers to develop a good show. Marcus has been doing a great job promoting, what, up to $500,000 and more in cash and incentives for not only drivers, but team members, road crews, everybody involved in a team in order to put on the best product they can for the NASCAR truck series. And here's my question in a debate. I don't know if you agree with me or not. But should title sponsors such as Coke, Geico, and Xfinity give incentives like Marcus does in the Camping World Truck Series or like Winston did for the Cup Series for all those years? Incentives such as leading on the halfway, leading, you know, doing this, doing that, all these incentives. Do you think it's up to the sponsors to ensure that a good show gets put on and not just in NASCAR's hands? Especially with what we talked about, lack of practice and stuff. Do you, I mean, I think Marcus is setting the bar so high here that slowly there will come a point where people will migrate from the Cup Series and watch the Truck Series with all these incentives and everybody going after it and everybody, they have more to fight for. You know what I mean? Incentives, yes. I like the idea. I, I, why not have something like why that? Why not have a Coca-Cola midway point leader and give ten five thousand dollars yeah you know why not like, have a geico restart rest, geico pit pit crew of the race whoever has to spend the least amount of time on pit road you win you win x amount of money yeah i mean they it, could bring old things back like remember have, how have the xfinity fastest lap yeah if you ran the fastest lap of the weekend you get x amount of money yeah remember how nascar they used to do you know, back in the the two thousands, for sure, when they would always have these standings of like the fastest pit crew for the year, yeah, and they would always talk about it every race who was the fastest of the race. Hello, we could have fastest pit stops again. That would th- I would like that if you would bring incentives into that. We could have things like that again because that would be kind of cool. Have a halfway point leader. If you lead halfway, yeah, you get points. Fastest lap of the race, yeah, you get. I mean, not just a point, but money too, because that would, you're I right. It, it, it should more, be up to the sponsors to kind of help right. NASCAR out here because that's, you, you're, you're sponsoring this product. Why not try and make it more exciting yourself? Because I, I got the punch. I got the, a little bit right here. Coca-Cola midway point leader. Enjoy the halfway pointed race with a Coke and this driver, you know, winning the halfway mark of the race, leading halfway. Geico. Save you 15% more on car insurance and the team with 15 seconds or less on pit road wins the Geico pit crew challenge of the weekend. You might want to submit these Xfinity, things. Xfinity, fastest lap of the race. Just like our internet, this driver is fast, and here he is. Bush Beer, safe, hands of the, safe driver of the race. Who has the best save of the race? Hey, he didn't have a Bush 
before the race, but he might have one after Bush. You might want to hurry up and submit those to all those companies. Put these on Twitter. But I tell you what, I think Coke, Geico, Xfinity, and Bush Beer for the Cup Series, now that we have multi-level sponsors and stuff, should follow in what Marcus is doing in the Camping World Series because that series is quickly, not slowly, not I don't see in the next four years or whatever, quickly becoming my go-to. If I can watch one racing series of the weekend, it would be the trucks. Yeah, that's... Man, you know, those those ideas that you got, those are some pretty good ideas. Copyright in the marbles. Yeah. You in, should, until Coke decides to... You should be submitting those. Yeah, I should submit it Because I think they should do what they do. I'm not saying give $50,000 every no, race no. weekend from Geico expending these stuff because... You know, if I was if I had Geico as an insurance agency, I don't want my rates to go up by three bucks because they're paying for this. I don't want that. <laughs> or if I had Xfinity, I don't want to pay two bucks extra a month for my internet because they want to give it to NASCAR drivers. I get that. But at the same time, Coke, Geico, Xfinity, and Bush, you have a golden opportunity here to follow one of the biggest best CEOs in the world and a huge philanthropist, by the way, down a path where Quickly, the truck series will overshadow the cup series in a couple years if things keep going like this for popularity, attendance, and support. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that right now. Well, that's a so, what, very do you, good point. what do you think? Do you think sponsors, title sponsors like Coke, Guy, Coke, Xfinity should give incentives or should they? Yeah, I think so. Leave it up to the team to put you on know, a good show. Even if you don't, even if it's just like a grand or two, you know. Put something out there. Like you said, these title sponsors have a chance to, you know, why a chance to kind of make, hopefully make the racing more exciting or something or bring back some cool things that we had before. Like I said, with the whole, like you said, with the whole pick crew thing, spinning fit, less than 15 seconds. I mean, you could have, we could, that could possibly bring back when the TV production used to cover pit crew standings as they would do it. They would have standings. For the pit crews, as the season went on, about who had the fastest time on pit road and all this other stuff. Right. Those were some good times back then. So, it, yes, it I absolutely agree. It gave you a agree. race and something else to watch and yeah, cheer for. If, absolutely. Like, if your driver was winning it, if it would happen to be an Austin Dillon, let's say, because I'm looking at his picture on the wall. If Austin Dillon, if you're an Austin Dillon fan, you want to spend as much, as least amount of time in pit road as you can. Hey, Austin Dillon's team won the pit road, or the Geico pit crew challenge of the week. Great. Now, somebody else is going to want that because they're competitive. Mm-hmm. Brad Keselowski got the Xfinity fastest lap of the race. Well, maybe Joe O'Donnell wants that. Yeah. Ryan Newman had the best save from this weekend. Not that anybody really wants that, but, you know, <laughs> if I, now it gives me more incentive to save the car subconsciously. Yeah. I don't know. To me, I think that should be the way it go. I, I commend Marcus on what he's doing, and I, I love seeing it. And I know it's a Gander Outdoor hat. I'll get a Camping World hat here soon. Consider it a throwback. I've been a fan of the truck series for that That's long. That's right. Hey, I wish I had throw a cra- I need to get a Craftsman truck hat. Ooh, talk about throwback. Yeah, talk about that. I wish <laughs> Craftsman would come back, but I like what Camping World and Marcus is doing. But Preston, you, I mean, that was our quick little debate and, that, and a quick little hey man because I found that post so funny. Like I said, if you're watching YouTube, you'll see him over my shoulder. That was funny. Yeah, that, I, that made me laugh. It's man, like, well, how can you do come that? On. Because I know when we launched our website, I, I had, it was trial and error when I figured it out before I went crazy promoting it. Ugh, NASCAR should know better. To me, they should. But Preston, you have anything else before we head into our final thoughts? Nope. All right, here's a few more ad reads from the Unhinged Sports Network if you're listening to us from there and a f- couple from us. This is In the Marbles, and we'll be right back after this. All right, Preston, before I wanted to get into our next segment here, I wanted to remind all the fans out there listening on your regular podcast platform or on the Unhinged Sports Network about our partnership with Fanatics, where you can get all your sports gears needs ready for the 2021 season for maybe NASCAR and buying some NASCAR t-shirts, hats, and getting ready to go to Daytona and support the teams there and support NASCAR. But not only just NASCAR, you could get any hockey stuff. I get Washington Capitals gear there all the time. I get. Uh, I just ordered some more Vegas stuff off oh, of there. See, you could get anything you need for any team that you want on fanatics.com. If you head over to our partners tab on, in, at inthemarbles.net, all the way at the bottom, 
you will see a link to our Fanatics page, and it'll start you off at NASCAR, but then you can branch off and go anywhere you want. That's in the marbles.net under the Partners page for Fanatics, and anything will help out the Unhinged Sports Network. And if you want to listen to the Unhinged Sports Network, you can head over to unhingedsn.com or just click under the Unhinged tab at marbles.net and click on the link, and it'll take you right there. That's unhingedsn.com. Go check them out. Final thoughts here for our 77th episode of In the Marbles. 33 to go. No, it's not 33 to go. It'll be 23 to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 23 laps to go till episode 100 and trying to cook up something special here. We're going to have a fun 100th episode. But Preston, before we get into our driver of the week this week in NASCAR, In the Marbles 2.0 standings, my favorite part of the week, kind of, because I'm not doing so hot, man, but you, SMR Operations... 735 points, leading by 19 points over Matt Camper with 716. I hope I did the math right. SMR R&D are defending in the Marvel 2.0 champion, 712 points. Summers Racing, 673. 43 and Me, 671. S-Blade, 654. Unhinged Racing, 649. I'm in eighth with 616. I got to pull something out fast because I am 100 points behind second place, Matt Camper. Got to pull something out here. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I have a good battle with Chuck8384, who missed a race, but is catching me. He missed a Daytona 500, missing, and he's catching me. Smoking Woody, 506. Bun, three, 461. Shake and Bake, 277. Meep, Meep, Jay Walker, Flocka, Crunching Enterprises. You got one more week. To show me you want to be a part of this. If not, I'm kicking you out of the league. That's in the Marvel 2.0 standings. Preston, I, I I don't know what to say, man. You you somebody lit a fire on your butt or somebody poked a bear in the eye because you are dominating. Well, we'll we'll wait. Let's wait and see what happens when we get to Phoenix because I don't have such a good feeling about Phoenix right now. So well, I don't know. I've already I've been looking at my lineup, and don't worry. Hey, if you want to find out what my lineup is going to be, make sure you listen to Race Day Unhinged make on sure Sunday morning. Listen to Race Day Unhinged at Sunday nine a.m. on the Unhinged Sports Network exclusively. exclusively. That's right, <laughs> Jinx. You owe me a coke, man. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I, right now, I'm having a little because you know, like I've told you before, I try to because you can only use a driver ten times in the regular season. Yep, you got twenty six races, so I'm trying to kind of thin it out. But at the same time, not use some of those top drivers because I feel like I could use it to my advantage if I kind of wait on them I tell and you, then use them towards the end as I, well. When I set up on lineup for Las Vegas, I thought I was going to catch you, pass you, and wave at you as I drive by. Nope. <laughs> See you. Nope. nope. Not really, man. <laughs> not so fast. Not so fast. But Preston, who, what happened this week in NASCAR? This week in NASCAR, we go back to 1997, March the 9th. Dale Jarrett leads the final 59 laps and breezes to victory in the Prime Star 500 at Atlanta Motor Speedway for his first win of the season. Ernie Irvin finishes second, giving the Robert Yates team a 1-2 finish. Steve Grissom survives a tumble on the backstretch late in the race without serious injury. And that is this week in NASCAR, wow. all the way back to 1997. 1997, yeah. man. That's crazy. I was 11. I was 5. Oh, wow. 97, yeah. Oh, 97. Our driver of the week this week here in the marbles being that it is Women's History Month, Janet Guthrie, first woman, like we said earlier in the show, to participate in the Daytona 500 and the Indianapolis 500, and is the first woman to lead a lap in NASCAR in NASCAR Winston Cup Series racing. She is a 1980 International Women's Sports Hall of Fame inductee, 2006 International Motorsports Hall of Fame inductee, and 2019 Automotive Hall of Fame inductee. In NASCAR, she raced 33 years, 33 races over three years, so about 11 a year. Her best finish was 23rd in 1977. Her first race was in the 1976 Coca-Cola 600. What a first race to race in. And the 1980 Coca-Cola 500 at Pocono. Almost threw you for a curveball. There was her last race. Scored five top tens. Wow. Her time in NASCAR. Her best finish in NASCAR came at Bristol of all places with a sixth place finish in 1977. Wow. Her Indianapolis 500 stats go like this. Her best 
finished was in 1978 with a ninth place finish. She started 15th that race. She's been known to, throughout her years to, for battling sexism in motorsports. And with a 1978 interview from Los Angeles Times reporter Tracy Dodds, she said this, men are getting sponsorships and women can't. That sounds unfair, but who cares about unfair? What counts is the bottom line. Sponsors want publicity that racing brings, but a successful woman driver will get 10 times the attention that a man will get. True. Very true. So now, what is really important, it keeps coming back to the good old boys network. A lot of corporations are spending a lot of tax dollars that are deductible to sponsor male race car drivers. Now, I think times are shifting. We see drivers like Natalie Decker, Haley Deegan, and so on and so forth, a lot to name getting these sponsorships and showing that they can be competitive, but they need to show that at the same time they can be there, they can run competitive. And I think if you put a Natalie Decker and a Haley Deegan competitive truck, a Ford truck, I think Natalie Decker will do well. She finished fifth in the Daytona race a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. She ran really cool. Really was great to see that. And there's a 30 for 30 out with her called Qualified, and that might be our movie review for next week, but... Janet Guthrie, your driver of the week this week here at In the Marvels and Preston. Do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? Nope, I don't have. I don't think I have anything else actually. Again, great show. Make sure to catch Race Day Unhinged at 9 a.m. on Sunday, exclusively on the Unhinged Sports Network. Watch for that on all social media platforms. Make sure to follow In the Marbles on all social media platforms, and you can go do that by going to InTheMarbles.net under there and check it out. New stuff on the way and some big announcements coming not only for in the marbles but i dare say for us as well we got some big stuff in the works here and hope and thanks for everybody to tune in but preston if you got nothing else we're going to wrap it up here i want to thank everybody so much again for tuning in to us this week here at in the marbles again make sure to follow in the marbles on all social media platforms facebook twitter instagram and youtube you can do that by going to in the marbles.net like to thank all of our partners here as well fubo fanatics dr squatch stand up to cancer and flag and anthem for all they do not only for here us here at in the marbles but for the unhinged sports network as well for preston loon i'm matt beamer thank you again so much for tuning into us this week stay safe and have a good rest of the week Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.